0: It may be happen that we get visit from heaven again. I am surprised that that uh, they are coming through from heaven when I record here. It's nothing I uh, I do to do to make it happen but that's that's um a way I understand it because it's a way of uh, that um, my development uh, the, uh, the evolution of my walk under God that have coming so far uh, in the spirit growing so uh, I have visitors coming through and it can be, I never know who is coming. I only know when they give, give me a picture that I start to understand who it is that visiting me and visiting visiting you also. Most of all you because it's often a message for you and to, not for me but a learning from the message. Um, now I am going to talk more about when I was staying with Lowell, the old pastor over 80 years old pastor and uh, I know now I look at the map and I saw it was the small city Franklin in Virginia it's on the, on the border of between North North Carolina and Virginia uh, it was only a few uh, kilometers from the house, uh, North Carolina, and um, it's a uh, the area. It's uh, when we when we drive by a place. It's called Sunbeam. So some maybe some of you know where I was. They uh, have a house and uh, they have their own street name to the house Carrington. It's a Lowell Carrington. His son is uh, uh, one of the. His son is uh, on the electric manager for Virginia. Maybe retired now, and um, then he had. Uh, one son that was in in Vietnam that uh, get a damage in his brain from from the war and uh, then he have a young son that was a police investigator police uh, and the youngest son that was police. Investigator. He lived uh, at at that at the property. He had a small house on the property because he he never walked in to his father's house. And then he had one more son. I almost forget. Uh, He was a a prisoner guard. Uh, So his so two of his sons was uh, with a, in in the police area uh, his oldest son was the one that was in financial uh, managers in Pentagon for george Bush and uh So, what is it, five sons. And then he have a daughter that uh, lived in in Georgia, Georgia, Alabama, Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, she was, uh, she imported clothes for a, a big company there. She was the manager for import clothes from abroad and uh, and they have a big, big, big house. Uh, One day Lowell wanted to drive there and um, he had, as he was disabled, he had a big van that he could lift up his wheelchair up in the car, when he had that personality that was old, Uh, and he he never used it Uh, when I was there. He only used the wheelchair once when we were to the hospital. Um, Then I suppose he was his old him. Uh, in the hospital and um, he told me uh, in w- why he had hard with his lung to breathe he said that to me that he was in the korea war he was in the navy and um, he w- he was hungry and uh, went uh, into the cafeteria to get a sandwich and then should uh, go on the air, airplane uh, and go out in war in Cor- to korea and uh, and when he come out he said that he come late for the flight so he never took the flight and uh, just when he when the flight at, uh, he was not in the United States he was in korea and uh, and at the airport there and then he, when the airplane uh, lifted up and he was standing on the ground the the airplane was hit and the piece of the the airplane was going down on the ground and hit him, and uh, cut him up uh, where the lungs are. And uh, he he said he was laying in a village, uh, very sick, and under uh, the Korea people that was was uh, for peace. They took care of him. I don't know if he, it was true, but at least he he had damage in his lungs. And, um, and he had to go into his bedroom and lay down uh, in the daytime and get oxygen in his lungs. But that was only when he was in his... His real personality, the old 80 years old man, he had to go lay down and sleep and get oxygen and uh, or else he was outside the whole day. And uh, it's, it's weird for people that have never been in this with someone that have uh, different uh, multi personalities. It's weird, and um, and then one day, he he, I was in the wardrobe in my room, should take some clothes out there, and when I go in into the wardrobe, I step on something a little wet and soft with my foot and looked down and there was a black snake, a black uh, living snake. And uh, I uh, called Lowell and say that there is a snake in my room. And uh, it was big. It was at least one and a half meter and uh and uh, Lowell come and took uh, a stick and took that snake out and then he he said to me out on in, at the go- in his garden uh, he said to me that I should take a oxen and an axe and uh, cut and kill that snake. But I, I am an animal lover. So I ask Lowell, what, is that snake a poison snake? Can he kill us? No, he is not a poison snake, Lowell said. Then I say to him, then let him go because he's good. For the house, he, he eat up rats uh, and other creeps. I said to Lowell, but then Lowell said to me, no, kill him because he was, was in the wrong time, in the wrong place. So kill him. So I have to kill As I live with Lowell. Uh, And uh, that. What he said that. In that time. That. With the snake. I remember that. Because. Then suddenly. Everyone. Every. Every person. I I should talk about. uh, I. I. I almost forget Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, we were going with his uh, black van, van and uh, and he drove the whole night. And I was so scared that he should should be sick and uh, we should crash the car. The van. and but he he could manage to come to the whole night and, and come to Georgia to Atlanta to his daughter and uh, and the, the, his wife was with his daughter so he wanted to go and see his wife he he said to me and um, and it was a huge, a very big house. That his daughter lived in. Um, it was six uh, bathroom in the house, and they were big <laughs> as, as my home. Those bathrooms with a sofa and. It's like a small room in the bathroom, uh, and and uh, I had hard to find a way in the house because it was so many rooms. Uh, it was a three-floor house, and they have the like an office in the in the ground, and uh, and they were only three people live there. Well, Lois' daughter and her husband and her uh, son was living there. And uh, this was a dirty room like that in that house. So uh, I, I couldn't find my way. I had to, to uh, be in one area that I find my way um around there and um, and that uh, um, so we were to his wife and uh, they were asleep together he and his wife and uh, and but uh, they didn't like him to be there they didn't talk to him so much so So he felt, I think he felt that he was not welcome. So he wanted to go back. But first, he didn't want to uh, show them that he didn't pay me for being a nurse for him. Uh, So he gave me $300 and say, because his daughter wanted to buy clothes to me, and so he gave me three hundred dollar, so she could see that that I got money. But I never got money from him. But he wanted to show his daughter that he gave me money, and we were out, uh, and uh, she was expert. In clothes. So she buy me a dress. And that dress. I still have that dress. After 20 years. I still wear that dress. Because it was so good quality. And it cost. In that time. For 20 years ago. It cost. uh, It cost $300. Almost what I got so it was about $300 so I keep uh, have it I had that in in this summer that old dress and people say it looks so beautiful and it is and so and then we drove back to Virginia to Franklin outside to the farm and uh, I, I, uh, I got, uh, he, he didn't give me any money, but one day uh, uh, in the beginning when I stayed with Lowell, he uh, go with me to Walmart and uh, bought me a computer. So I could be on the computer so I was happy and he was kind in the beginning so I was really okay to stay with him. And then suddenly he came and showed me um, a picture of his dead brother and uh, it was and uh, very old. Photo, and it was almost gone. It was nothing left. It was only some lines on on that photo. So I I scanned the photo and uh, started to work on it. And it, I it's some gift I have from God that I can see things. I can write poetry that is not from me, it's uh, from heaven. Uh, I get it, it's coming to me. And that's the same with the picture, I, I, I know. Uh, even if it's only some lines on, on the paper, I can see who it is. So I make that picture... And Lowell started to cry because he said that it's, it's exactly, that's how my brother looks like, he say, So he got that picture. And uh, if you have seen this uh, picture I have done on Jesus Christ with, uh, with a white beard and white hair, and have a, a blue br- black ground. That's, ha- I did that on that computer. I have kept it in, in twenty years. That picture. I drew that, what I saw in Sweden in the night when Jesus Christ came the first time. He have come many times now, and. Uh, And then I started to lower the show the people around in the village uh, about the picture. And so the people come to me and had all the pictures with them and uh, wanted me to do those. Uh, do it better so they could see what's in, inside the picture so I got some money by working for people to do those pictures and um, and I could start to talk and uh, the old black people, it was only black people then. it's strange that God had taken me to it black people, not white people. I know today why. It's because the, the test to own people. I it, it, it should be a real stranger really, for people. Not being a black person together with black people or a white person be together with, white, person. with wa- white people. I was I was need and lead to go to black churches because that's they s- uh, saw me as a stranger so that that's God's test to, to see what you're doing with a stranger someone that you don't know at all, not even your own race not only. Not the person that is from your country. That's uh, a real test. God doesn't uh, do half work. He do real work. And uh, that's a real test. Uh, so I knew that. I know that today, but I didn't know that in that time. And... Um, and then here um, uh, people say to me that those old people that come to the farm uh, they say to me you are you are uh, as low as we were in the 50s they say you are l- lower than us today they say to me uh, and they uh, and they talk to- to- told me about how it was to be segregated in the in society to be a black person in the 50s uh, how they couldn't go on on the same restaurants as the white people and they couldn't go in the same school as the white people they, how they how that time was and they say that you are you are in like us, well, how we had it uh, in the 50s. So the old people, they like me, of the black people. They, I, they really took care of me because they knew how hard I had because I had no home, I had no country, I had no money, I had nothing. And they, they could really feel how how I felt, and um, and then a uh, little uh, more weird, more evil, and he started to ha- want to have me for he- himself, so. All people was gone. Those friends that come and sit in the kitchen, they never come and sit in the kitchen. His, His children never knock on the door. I was by myself with Lowell. And then he took away took away my computer, and he he made me start to not... uh, He changed the telephone also, so I couldn't, because my daughter called me sometimes from Sweden, Uh, but now he, he stopped me from getting calls from abroad from Sweden and I couldn't call Sweden either. I could only call local telephone. And then uh, one day he started to, uh, he had um, a caravan. He he took his caravan and uh, parking the caravan close to my window uh, so he could see into my bedroom. And uh, it was like uh, something that he wanted to hold control over me so I didn't do uh, things that he didn't like, especially not take contact with any man. And uh, And then uh, he, one day he should uh, go, he should drive to Franklin. He have to, to drive to Franklin to buy something. So he didn't want me to be by myself. So he said to his son uh, he's, that was in Vietnam he said to him that uh, sit outside the house and he have a rifle laying in his knee and uh, he and the girlfriend to his son was sitting out in the garden and and hold the telephone in the hand in case I should go away, run away. I couldn't run away because because I was out far away, out in a, in a farm, far away, out from any, any cities and houses, and those houses that was close to us, that was houses of his relatives. So they didn't help me, because they were frightened about Lowell. So, they, there was one other that, Brown was his last name, and he was a pastor. He was talking to me, but he didn't want to help me. Uh, to come, to come, come to Franklin and to the police and um so he so i was by myself and uh, i sit on the f- i sit on the floor and i called the police and told the police that they are sitting outside and uh, i'm not allowed to go out and they sit and have a rifle in their hand and weapon in the hand and going to kill me if I, shoot me if I go out from the house. I said to the police and they were, and no, they were not taking it serious. And, uh, and uh, it be, I felt more and more unsecured. I think it's my life is in threat. Uh, because I I uh, had some rifles under my bed, and five six ra- uh, rifles laying under the bed, and uh, when I have just uh, called the police, then I, I I suddenly look under the bed and then I saw. The, those rifles was away, there was no one under the bed. So I have to call the police again and say, it's moving very fast now. I felt it, it's moving very fast and I'm frightened. I say to them, I'm frightened to be killed and because, and then I told them that about the snake. He is uh, they are going to tell, tell you when they have killed me, they are going to say that that I was in the wrong time uh, in the wrong place when they have killed me and blame me for coming into their home so they have to kill me. I say it to the police. So they started to feel When I talked to them, they felt, they heard on my voice that I was very frightened. So they say, um, they look at what police they had, and they say, uh, Lowell, he have a son that is investigator for us, uh, for us in the police station. We tell him to go and get you and uh, this young boy he come and uh, helped me out and he told me to don't tell tell father that I helped you out he said to me don't tell him and so I promised to not say who helped me out and uh, and then uh, he he talked to his his brother that sit in the garden to let him take me. So I don't know what he was telling his brother, but uh, but they took me to a hotel in Franklin, and uh, it was um, the group uh, called. Falcon, a domestic violence group for women, and Falcon, it was a group in in Franklin that helped me t- to could stay at a hotel in Franklin, and I don't know what what they were thinking. They helped me with they helped me only to go away from Lowell but they but Lowell was close to that hotel so that was no, no good place to stay for me and they have not they didn't ask me if I had anyone that could help me they, they assume they assume that, I had family and friends that could come and get me, uh, to help me. Um, They didn't say anything. They asked me nothing. They only asked me, uh, um, they didn't believe that uh, because Lowell had uh, raped me. He raped me. And they couldn't believe that eighteen years old, eighty years old man could rape. Uh, but that rape that uh, when people say that, talk about it, they think that it's with violence. Rape is not always violence included. The, 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 what could I do when he wanted to have sex with me uh, when I I couldn't move move anywhere Uh, I was uh, many miles out from Franklin I I have nothing to run to when he come and he have he was uh, driving out some Evenings, and he say I am going to buy me sex with women in in Franklin. He say to me, and I say, how can you do that? You are a pastor. Uh, but I thought uh, all pastors was holy in that time. I I have not had any contact with pastors I didn't know and he say it's like taking off and on your coat you as a pastor you go you put on a coat as a pastor and then you take off that coat and then you can can have sex with women Uh, as a pastor when I have the coat on, I don't have sex, and <laughs> so easy he uh, say that so so easy and uh and he was away and uh and I know now when I'm old by myself that that we can have sex as long as we live if the if we don't take some medicine and have medical problems. Uh, And he have like a a machine that blow him up (laughs) so he he be hard, so he could rape me. And uh, it was terrible, but he only did it once. But it was very t- terrible for me, and uh, so uh, the police asked me, and they th- they didn't believe that uh, an old man could have sex, and they they tried to trick me, and they could have tricked me if I have have been. Uh, Easy, easy woman to have sex with. I have told them that, uh, and uh, there was a policeman alone with me, and he asked sexual question to to me, and I, uh, as I was, innocent, I didn't know what it was because I had had. Uh, a real man in my life I, I have not had one night stands. and uh, so i I answer honestly. so if I have been a wrong person, then they have no that I was uh, and um, and then um. I ran away from Lowell uh, and I want to tell you that uh, some years after I come home to Sweden I I saw in in the newspaper I wanted to look up uh, if there was something about Lowell in the newspaper if he had died or like that and I, I come to see the news that Lowell had been driving. I, He was in his some personality. And he maybe thought he was white a person or something else. He was thinking, I don't know. But he was driving his Cadillac. And then it was a trooper. His, uh, the traffic police have stopped a car. And he was standing outside on the road. On that side of the car. Outside of the road. And Lowell come and drove over that trooper. And it was... A young trooper and he had three th- small kids under six years old that lost their father because the police could have taken Lowell when I reported him to them and then have not the trooper been killed. So uh, it says in the newspaper they have taken. Lowell in a helicopter to the hospital. and uh, I don't know if he survived, or if they find out that he was crazy. Uh, but uh, that was the last thing I heard about him. Um, his son, uh, have I looked up also for maybe three weeks ago. His name is Glenn. Harrington and he is in the tax, federal things. He was also a, um, a supervisor for 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 a university also. He is he is a famous person, and um, so he lives. Uh, but Novel, of course, he, he must have be passed away as he was 80 for 20 years ago. So uh, I will tell you what's happened more. It's happened very, very much in Franklin. When I was at the hotel, God come, God come, come one night and talked to me. Like he was talking to Abraham. He was talking to me. Exactly the same as. He was talking to Abraham. And. uh, uh, Guess what. Someone is here now. So I don't know what's going to happen now. I only can wait for that visitor to tell me what's what's going on. Uh, He said that he just want to uh, like pass by and say something short. He'd have a long Long coat, I I don't want to mess with you, he said, but uh, I have to say this, this, I don't know what is, what he say. It's a hearsay. Like that, it sounds like say I don't understand. What can you show me in picture? What, what is it that you want to tell? It's a car. It's a, a strange moonshine. He, he say about moonshine and a car. It's a, It's a, about someone is it's uh, doing the do the moonshine and drive a car. It's a young boy doing that. He's passing by here to to put a warning. Someone get the warning here. It's a young boy. He he making or buy moonshine. And he drive a car, smoking also, he say smoking dope, he say, he show me cigarettes, but I, I assume that it's not a real, uh, normal cigarette, it's a dope. It's a you, you shouldn't, he said uh, to you that uh, know uh, a little who, who it is he's is talking about. He said, you have seen la- lately that this young man is very fast in his moving, he's irritated and moving around very fast he can't sit down he can't sit down like he did before he show you sign of what he's doing but you you don't realize what he's doing he's tell, telling me now uh I say I I only pass by here to tell, to tell. That's, uh, it's my obligation, he say. It's my obligation to say that. I maybe understand it later on why he say so why is it your obligation to say it he say that that's because i'm his father he say so he had a father that had passed away but he's coming through now so i suppose that he know that that you that have this son is going to listen on this, this uh, podcast uh, and this episode. He yeah. say that to me. And say that uh, I'm leaving now. He say I uh, only want to pass by to say it. So that's a message. It seems like 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 they standing in line here to to communicate with you that listen to 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 my podcast so thank you thank you for for passing by so thank you so Thank you for listening. I I don't, I, this is nothing I have planned. I have not thinking that it should happen. But now as I have had this visitation in recording on live broadcasting and youtube and on facebook and in my podcast they are coming they are so close to me uh, those from heaven but they are those that is coming through from heaven they have been allowed from god to talk to me i don't talk to to angels uh, because I want to do it. It's because God is sending them. So that's, it can never be evil things because they have to go through God to come to me. That's, uh, we have an agreement, God and I, that everything that, is from God is okay to come through, but not, not from other other places. Only f- going through God to talk to me. So, well, thank you for listening. I hope you want to listen more. I will tell you what happened at the hotel. Next time. Thank you. God bless you.